let's pray gracious heavenly father we praise you and thank you once again for the privilege that you given to us to come at your feet to listen to your word dear father we pray for your grace and your mercy open our spiritual eyes and our mind to hear your word and to be blessed by your word in all things help us to glorify your name let your presence be always sensed and experienced by every one of us bless us to be a blessings in jesus precious name we offer this prayer amen praise the lord hallelujah praise the lord hallelujah hallelujah amen and uh, it is so nice to share god's word and uh, god is speaking to us and we thank god for his mercy as we are praying god is hearing us and uh, god is keeping us in this land safe and sound and in all things always we glorify him in this present situation and uh, there are many things we hear about all are all about the not uh, encouraging or uh, good news and uh, also in our church we time and again we share as the lord led us the timely messages really that encourages every one of us and we are all blessed and today i would like to share the word title why do we suffer why do we suffer and sometimes in this world it is it is a normal question people used to ask why bad things happen to good people and but no one gives a satisfactory answer in the current situation in the uncertain times we may have the same question why do we have suffer the suffering may differ from person to person but all together in one word we can say that uh, we suffer for many things or uh, any, anything but god's word tells us how can we endure suffering to keep us in christ we need to remember that our savior suffered with and for us but some christians teach that the followers of christ should not suffer or get sick but the christians also got sick most of the people wonder when they get if god is the question is if god is all powerful and all knowing and all loving why do bad things happen to people if god is all powerful and yet allows suffering does that mean he does not love us or does not care for us this will be the questions mostly i believe on personally the mature christian they may not have this problem but they though that are young in the lord mostly they have this question but for today's meditation i have chosen first peter chapter 3 verse 
12 to 13. First Peter chapter 3, verse 12 to 13. I will read it for you. For the eyes of the Lord are on the righteous, and his ears are attentive to their prayer. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Who is going to harm you if you are eager to do good? But even if you should suffer for what is right, you are blessed. Do not fear. Their threatens do not be frightened. But in your hearts, Revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with a gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behavior in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. Verse 17 is the key word for us. For it is better if it is God's will to suffer for doing good than for doing evil. This scripture made me to meditate on why do we suffer. And this gives an answer. So here, the word says, verse 17, for it is better. The answer is there. But one class, if, is there. If, it is God's will. If it is God's will, and to suffer for another class, doing good, than doing evil. Two conditions. If it applies for these two conditions, suffering is better. Suffering is good. That is an answer. But let us see something details about what it means, what we learn from it. So here, first thing is, there are different kinds of suffering. Different kinds of suffering. Kinds of one is physical suffering. This, of course, occurs when a part of our body is injured. Several factors can be involved in a physical suffering. It can be caused by an accident or by carelessness. So that is not the will of God. So it is a physical physical uh, suffering. Second Samuel chapter four verse four. There are it is it is not like a sermon. I can just tell you it's like a teaching. So there are many references. Just make down the references. Then you can meditate on this on these scriptures. You can read it later. So Second Samuel chapter four verse four. Jonathan Saul's son had a son who was lame in his feet. He was five years old when the news about Saul and Jonathan came from Jezreel and his nurse took him up and fled. And he 
it happen as she made haste to flee that he fell and became lame. His name was Mephibosheth. So how it has happened? The suffering for that child and the, through the parents by accident. There are many. It can be due to birth deformities. John 9, 1, we know. Now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. That is another kind of way of suffering. Maybe to him and also to his parents. It can be result from internal disorders as well. Luke 8, 43, well-known person. Now a woman having a flow of blood for 12 years who had spent all her livelihood and on physicians and could not be healed by any of it. But how long? 18 years. It's a suffering, kind of suffering physically. Finally, the physical suffering may actually be caused by Satan as well. That is well known again. Job 2 verse 7. So, Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. And also Luke 13, 16. So Jesus said, Who had not this woman being a daughter of Abraham, whom Satan has bounded? Think of it. For 18 years, be loosed from this bound on Sabbath. So Satan was bounded her, crippled, for 18 years. So these are all the physical suffering. So what are the causes? The way we know it. Secondly, the mental suffering. What? How the mental suffering? It is mostly from Paul expresses. In many ways, this suffering is even more severe than the physical suffering. Justified or unjustified, concern over some matter can be easily produced. Mental anguish. Paul himself experienced fear and trembling and anguish of art. So 1 Corinthians chapter 2 verse 3. What he says, I was with you in weakness, in fear, and in much trembling. This is mental suffering. In the same way, 2 Corinthians chapter 1, 8, he says, For we do not want you to be ignorant. It is for us, brethren, of our trouble, which came to us in Asia, that we were burdened beyond measure. See the expressions. We were burdened beyond measures. Secondly, above strength. So that we despaired even of life. That is from his experience. He is trying to express it to the church. In the same way, 
In Second Corinthians chapter two, verse four, he says, "For out of much afflictions and anguish of heart, I wrote to you with many tears, not that you should be grieved, but that you might know that." Love which I have so abundantly for you. See the expression of the mental suffering of Paul to the churches. And I do not know how many of us experience the same suffering mentally. Let us move on to spiritual suffering. The thirdly, the spiritual suffering. What it means? It. Spiritual suffering can come from the world. One John chapter two, verse fifteen to seventeen. So fifteen to seventeen, if you know, you know, and the, it, it it says that do not love the world and the things of the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. Verse sixteen: For all that is in the world, all that is in the world. The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And this is the this is how we are tempted. And the world is passing away, and the lust of it. But he who does the will of God abides forever. So we will be suffering through this. This is by temptations. So the flesh, Roman eight eighteen to twenty four. Just you can go through it. I'm not reading it. Just I will read the last one. It is Paul says about he wanted to do good but he could not do. But let us see the fourth twenty four. Oh, wretched man that I am, who will deliver me from the body of death? The devil. So. Very often, devil also tempts us and puts us to suffer. So here, therefore, we wanted to come to you, even I. Paul says, time and again, but Satan hindered us. First Thessalonians chapter two, verse eighteen. Whenever he tries to come and meet them. It is he says the Satan hindered him, so that causes him. And expressing that is as a spiritual suffering. So once again, I repeat it: physical, the kinds of suffering, physical, mental, and spiritual. Secondly, let us see what is the purpose of suffering. Why should we suffer? The key verse is Job chapter two verse seven. So Satan went out from the presence of the Lord and struck Job with painful boils from the sole of his foot to the crown of his head. See, the purpose is known to us. We have several times we learn, but I don't think. Uh, None of us are ever ever gone through this kind of suffering, but whenever we suffer, always I used to compare that we should remember Job. So our suffering is never greater than Job's. 
that, that we are going to see details later. But here, Psalm 30 verse 5, what it says? That is the promise of this year, uh, this month as well. But for his anger is, but for the moment, his favor is for life. Weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. That means we never remain in our suffering forever. If there is a night, you are weeping in the night, you expect there is a morning. So let us understand whatever the way, whatever the suffering, the purpose is different, but we will never be, will remain in our suffering forever. God will set us free. So if there is a night, definitely there is a morning. If there is a death or a good Friday, definitely they are followed by the Easter. This should be our hope, our understanding concerning following Christ, concerning or in relation to as a believer. Okay, let's move on to the next. So here, the purpose is, number one, to produce fruit. Why we suffer? The, what is the purpose? To produce fruit. If we allow suffering to accomplish its purpose, it can bring forth patience. James 1.3 says, Knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. And 1 Peter 5.10 says, But may the God of all grace, who called us his eternal glory by Christ, Jesus, after you have suffered a while, perfect, establish, strengthen, and settle you. See, the scripture is so clear. Our suffering is for a while. Second reason, purpose is to silence the devil that we know from Job. There are references given. When he was keep on coming to the presence of the Lord and asking for Job, and God allowed him, permitted him, okay, you get. So here is, it says, <clears throat> but the Lord allowed the devil to torment Job, demonstrate that his servant loved God because of who, of who he was and not for what he could get from him. So, Job 1, 9, 9 to 12, and chapter 2, 3 to 7. Third reason, purpose, to glorify God, that all of us may know. Every suffering, it is only to glorify God. So, John 9, 1 to 3, we know, and we heard about a blind man. And when he says, now as Jesus passed by, he saw a man who was blind from birth. Verse 2. And his disciples asked him, saying, Rabbi, who sinned this man or his parents that he was born blind? Jesus answered very clearly, Neither this man nor his parents sinned but that the work of God should be revealed in him. 
so for the glory of god in the same way lazarus john chapter 11 1 to 4 that all of you know and how many times the our several times it is mentioned jesus loved lazarus and the sister testify disciples testify even the jews testify how much he loved him god allowed him until death to raise him up for his glory there are many reasons that is a different issue but the key thing is to glorify god the fourth reason is to make us like jesus to make us like jesus that i may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being conformed to his death philippians chapter 3 verse 10 that that's what it says so he says i may know him and the power of his resurrection and the fellowship of his suffering being confirmed to his death to be like him like jesus that is the purpose another reason is to teach us dependence this is brought out by both christ john 15:1 to 5 and the apostles as well so the references are john 15:1 to 5 john 15:1 to 5 and paul says how it is dependable depend in god second corinthians chapter 12 1 to 12 since the long chapter i am not reading that please refer there this is to teach us to depend on god so we will we may go through some kind of sufferings as well and also to refine our lives to be like him that is first peter chapter 1 verse 6 and 7 first peter chapter 1 verse 6 and 7 what it says in this you greatly rejoice though now for a little while if need be you are being grieved by the various trials verse 7 that the genuineness of your faith see that genuineness of your faith being much more precious than gold that perishes that through it is tested by fire may be found to praise honor and glory at the revelation of jesus christ sometimes we say that it is we believe we believe yes there is no doubt about it we have faith in god but our faith should be tested unless our faith is tested we cannot prove that our faith is genuine so to know the genuineness of our faith god allows certain times the sufferings in our life if you are a true believer or a mature christian it is easy for us to overcome any suffering to prove our faith or to prove our genuineness 
of our faith to our God. And lastly here, the another purpose is to enlarge our ministry towards others. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 to 7. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verses 3 to 7. Blessed be God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, and the Father of mercies and God of all comfort. Verse 4. Who comforts us in all our tribulations, that we may be able to comfort those who are in any trouble with the comfort with which we ourselves are comforted by God. For as the suffering of Christ abound in us, so our consolation also abounds through Christ. What does it mean? Unless we experience certain things. Suppose, for an example now, take it the present world, present time. Unless you experience this coronavirus fever, how can you go and explain or comfort someone else? So God is not going to test everybody. God knows that you can bear, you can stand firm. So he allowed us. And in the same way, with this experience, we can encourage a weak brother or sister what it is. So in that way, to enlarge our ministry and to others, to testify of God's goodness, of his power. We experience, unless we experience, we may not be able to. That may be the another purpose, God allowing suffering to the matured Christian. So that he will go and encourage the weaker brother or sister. So here, once again, I repeat it. The purpose. What is the purpose of suffering? Number one is produce fruit, to silence the devil, to glorify God, to make us like Jesus, to teach us dependence, to refine our lives, to rebuke our sins, and to enlarge our ministry towards others. Thirdly, the responses of suffering. The response of our suffering. Again, the key word is from Job. What he says when he was allowed or when he was suffering. He said, verse 21, chapter 1, verse 21. He said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, and the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Just imagine what a powerful, confident, and trustworthy statement that shows and that expresses his love and the confidence he has in him. It shows and proves how much he trusted God, how much he is faithful in his faith, in following God. In obedience to God. Anyhow, we are going to learn about it later. But here, responses. This is the key. 
And in the time of suffering, the Christian should attempt to determine, first of all, just why he may be suffering. One can suffer because of his position or his disposition. Peter brings out this truth in 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 18. 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 18. Servants, be submissive to your masters with all fear, not only to the good and gentle, but also to the harsh. It is very, very, very truthful lesson for us to learn. Our submissiveness to our masters. Verse 19. This is commendable. If because of the conscience towards God, one endures grief, suffering wrongfully. Suffering is often two-sided coin. On one side, suffering may be viewed as a coming from God to bring out the best in us. That is Genesis chapter 22, verse 1 and 2, again 16 and 18. It is all about Abraham and Isaac. Chapter 22, verse 2. Then he said, take now, God said to Abraham, take now your son, your only son, Isaac whom you love, and go to the land of Moriah and offer him there as a burnt offering on one of the mountains of which I shall tell you. So this is from God. And it is not an easy thing. We read casually. So it is shows about his faith and love. Abraham's faith and love. That's why he became righteous. All these things we learn. But how many times we look at this scripture, how much it should be painful to him? How much he should have been suffered, even though it is not recorded or expressed? It, is, it should be very painful to him as a human. And it is, of course, we consider that as a suffering. But what was his response? Here the point is, what is the response? He immediately he obeyed. So the lesson is, it is from God and he accepted. The response was, he obeyed and he was ready to offer him. And the other side is, Satan attempts to use the same temptation for suffering to bring out the worst in our life. That we read in James chapter 1, verse 13 and 14. James chapter 1, 13 and 14. Let no one say when he is tempted, I am tempted by God. See that. For God cannot be, God cannot be tempted by evil. Nor does he himself tempt anyone. But, 14, each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire and enticed. This is the key, important. Not by God. It is by us. 
by is by each one is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desire and he enters so that kind of suffering we cannot simply blame god or satan it is only because of us of our weaknesses so finally the believer can react suffering in three different ways how do we refer or how do we respond there are three different ways number one is despise it or taking lightly when the suffering comes we don't mind it that is treat it too lightly like iso his soul is bathrized to jacob so here iso his soul is bathrized very lightly just taken it so that the suffering what was the situation he was so hungry he was suffering he came with hunger and there was a the when he saw that the just for the porridge he just simply gave up secondly think under it or taking it very seriously one is taking is very lightly second is taking it very seriously hebrew 12 5b what is it says my my son do not despise the chastening of the lord nor be discouraged when you are rebuked by him do not despise it when god is chastening you or trying to correct you do not just take it so seriously and not be discouraged when you are rebuked by him the third one is the most important one be exercised by it don't take it lightly don't take it seriously and exercise it face it always i used to say when the troubles comes face it overcome it it is a challenge life is a challenge when the challenge comes to you when the trouble comes to you ready to face it overcome it then only there will be a joy in it so don't be take it very lightly or ignore it or don't take uh, and uh, very seriously and about it face it hebrew 12 11 to 13 hebrew 12 11 to 13 now no chastening seems to be joyful for the present but painful nevertheless afterward it is a peaceable fruit of righteousness to those who have been trained by it we should have a training we should have an experience then only it became a joyful thing we are through that we are righteous so during this time of both peter and paul advise us to commit our pain and suffering to god realizing he is faithful to work out all things for our good and god's glory that we know it is a very famous well known scripture roman 828 what it says paul writes what paul says 
all things, and we know that all things work together for good to those who love God, to those who are called according to His purpose. Only for them, all things work together. We should make sure time to time. What Peter says, First Peter four nineteen. First Peter four nineteen. Therefore, let those who suffer according to the will of God, attaching the first in the beginning, will of God, those who suffer according to the will of God, commit their souls to Him in doing good as a faithful creator. Even James also joined with them and says, Tells us to count it all joy when you experience those dark hours. So what he says, James 1, 2. My brethren, count it all joy when you fall into various trials. Various trials. He didn't say one or two. When you face a various trials, count it all for joy. So, these are all the encouragements the saints are telling us. Paul, Peter, James telling us to exercise when the suffering comes to us. This should be our response when suffering comes. Fourthly, the examples. The example. The examples are very common and it is well known and I am not going to give more explanation on it but the characters are known to you. The key verse is Jeremiah 37 verse 15. Therefore, the princes were angry with Jeremiah and they struck him and put him in a prison in the house of Jonathan the scribe. For they had made that prison. So he was in prison. It is all about Jeremiah. In the word of God, there are four great examples, as I said. Believers suffering for the sake of righteousness, they are these people. Joseph, Job, Jeremiah, and Paul. Just give you the some clues about and the highlights of their suffering. About Joseph, there are many we can explain, but I just I give you the key things. About Joseph, he was hated by his brother. Genesis 37, 48. He was sold into slavery. 37, 28. And he was severely tempted. Genesis 39, 7. You know that what was the temptation. And it happened in Potiphar's house. And was imprisoned. Genesis 39, 40. You just see and imagine what are the stages and level of suffering every level he has gone through. But he proved righteous before God. That is a, one of the classic examples. Secondly, it is well known about Job. And uh, the scriptures are given to you. And even in the first and second chapter, 
See the losses. His oxen and donkeys were stolen and his servants were killed. His sheep and servants were burned by fire and his camels were stolen and his servants were killed. His sons and daughters died in windstorm and he was struck with boils. What has happened? What are the... And that's why in the beginning itself I said, it is very, very difficult or no one can compare ourselves or no one or none of us experience suffering as Job experienced. Verse 20 says, Then Job arose and after all he lost what I said. Tore his robe, shaved his head, and he fell to the ground and worshipped. And worshipped. And he said, Naked I came from my mother's womb, and naked shall I return there. The Lord gave, the Lord has taken away. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Such a great the top statement what he has given. Just think about it. Is it possible for any one of us to give this statement? Suppose if we lose everything, what we have, the material, it is, it, all of them are materials. But because he was strong in his spirit, in his love, in, in the Lord, and trust, faith, he could be able to overcome it. So this is the classic, another classic example. Third one, as I said, Jeremiah. He was persecuted, Jeremiah 12.6. He was plotted against by his own hometown, Jeremiah 11, 18-23. He was rejected and ridiculed by his religious peers, Jeremiah 21-3 and 7-9. And he was arrested, beaten, accused of treason. Jeremiah 37-11-16. Just think about the beginning what he has said. In Jeremiah chapter 1, what was said about him? He was known before he was formed in his mother's womb. The promise is there. What is the promise of God to him? The first Jeremiah. Before, verse 5, chapter 1. Before I formed you in the womb, I knew you. Before you were born, I sanctified you. And ordain you a prophet to the nations. This is how his life started, his book started, and the promise, with the promise. So what has happened to him at the end? What are the levels he has gone through? Just imagine. These are all the sufferings. How did he overcome? 
He stands as an example to us. We always claim the promise of Jeremiah. We were known, we are known by God before we are found in the womb of our mothers. But never ever thought of what are the suffering he has gone through in his life. Finally, Paul, the champion, the leader of everyone, what he says, what we learn from him. He was plotted against to kill him. So, plot so many references there. I'm not going to read the references. Acts 9.23 and 29. Acts 20, verse 3, 21, 30, chapter 23, 10 and 12, 25, verse 3. He was torn and left for death. Acts 14.19. He was subjected to satanic pressure. First Thessalonians chapter 2 verse 18. He was beaten and jailed at Philippi. Acts 16 verse 19. He was ridiculed. He was falsely accused. Acts 21-21. He endured a number of violence storm at sea. Second Corinthians chapter 11 verse 25. He was forsaken by all. 2 Timothy chapter 4, verse 10 and 16. So he has gone through throughout his life. What was the, how was the beginning? What was his beginning? With the revelation, prophecy, the commandment. And he learned to love and follow Christ than any other disciples. And what are the things he has suffering he has gone through in his life? Throughout. When we have this kind of examples before us, how can a Christian experience all the time we will never have a suffering? Don't you think that it is a, just simply we'll know that they are, if there is a no suffering, there is no Christian. If there is no cross, there is no, if there is no cross, there is no Christianity. Christian cross is not only the sign of victory before Christ, the cross was the sign of death. After Christ, the cross became a sign of victory for us because Jesus won the victory. And when, when the disciples, he called the disciples, told them to follow him. When they wanted to follow him voluntarily, he said, if anyone wants to follow me, take up your cross daily and follow me. And knowing Christ, always I used to tell, knowing Christ is easy. But following Christ, it's not so easy. That is why some of the people, they will be backslidden in their life. Okay, let's come to the last. How can I tell all about? What is that? Once again, I repeat it. What is the suffering? How many, what are the kinds of suffering? Secondly, the purpose of suffering. Thirdly, the response of our suffering. 
and fourthly, examples of suffering. Finally, how can we endure suffering? It's very simple. Number one, remember times in the past when the Lord delivered or rescued you from your suffering. Remember the past. Always I used to tell about the example of Israelites. So when they were delivered from Egypt throughout the journey, time and again they fall, they always remind God, it is you who brought us, it is you who brought us, now we are suffering. At the same time, God also reminded them, I the one who brought you out of Egypt. So in that case, both the way it is good. The first solution, how we can induce suffering is, remember the times in the past when the Lord delivered or rescued you. So remember the, just imagine the suffering of Israelites in Egypt. How many years they suffered and how God delivered them with the Passover. Secondly, I'm not giving you much and I can give one reference. Second Timothy chapter 2, chapter 3, verse 11 and Second Timothy chapter 4, 16 to 17. Secondly, rely on the sources God has given you. Rely on the sources God has given you, the present. What are the sources you know? It is not one or two. First of all, the grace of God. If you believe, say amen, louder amen within you. Amen. This is the source. Amen. amen. Rely on the sources God has given you. The Amen. grace of God. Amen. Second Timothy chapter 1 and 2. And there are many. The gift of God. Your God-given gift. Or ability to serve Him. Second Timothy chapter 1, 6 to 7. The gift of God is given to you. Your God-given ability to serve him is there with you. So that is the, you can rely on that. Thirdly, the power of God, rather than your own strength, none of us live or overcome anything by our own strength, not with our physical strength, or our, all our material strength, not by power of any position or possessions, only. The power of God is there within us. What is that? The Spirit of God is in us. With that, you can rely on. The next source is the, in the indwelling Holy Spirit. 2 Timothy chapter 114. Already is in us. That's what I say. And the Word of God. The Word of God is in your hand. Which will keep you Grounded and give you perspective. Second Timothy chapter 2 verse 7. 9. Chapter 3, 12 to 17. Chapter 4, 1 and 2. Plenty of scriptures are given. How you can rely on the word of God. The whole Bible. I gave only few. 
third reason one is remember the times of the past secondly rely on the sources god has given you now thirdly remember that you are not alone in your suffering most of the time i used to say why to me that question very often we ask why to me brothers and sisters never ever think that you are the only person so remember that you are not alone in your suffering what did i say that the presence of god is with you Matthew 28:20. The prayers of other believers are always there with you, and the fellowship of suffering. Others believers who are facing hardships for the sake of Christ also there. There are plenty of scriptures. So once again, I come back to remind you of the promise of this week, this month. Psalm 30 verse 5 is ended is but for a moment. His favor is for life. B. The second part is weeping may endure for a night, but joy comes in the morning. So you are not going to be overnight a night forever. If you are think that you are in the night, definitely the morning comes. If you are in the place of position of suffering for any way, please remember. it will pass away as the morning comes so no one enjoy suffering but suffering is necessary normal part of your christian life so we must be prepared for it no one can say or ask why suffering will indeed come but god can give us the grace and power to overcome every trial every trial and to fulfill our purposes and mission in the in his kingdom may god bless you all thank you both you pastor